Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Hometown helps thousands of schools and organizations across the country seamlessly provide convenient digital ticketing options to their communities, their families, and their fans. Go to hometownticketing.com and find out how you can uh, sell tickets, uh, scan your attendees, uh, raise your revenue, and support the entire program. Hometown Ticketing has digital ticketing for all types of events, performing arts, athletics, dances, and more. Go to hometownticketing.com, talk to their experts about making hometown ticketing work for you. We also want to thank Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. But Final Forms is a lot more than that. It's a team, it's technology, and they provide your school with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help uh, your stakeholders with mobile accessibility, has reminders for parents about policies, physicals, and all the forms that go with athletics. Final Forms can help your coaches with team communication and attendance, and for ADs, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. Go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors, coaches, and schools are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience. It's so simple, even I can do it. Go to gipper.com and start creating world-class marketing content. That's gipper.com. We also want to thank Huddle. At Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their athletes perform better using video and analytics. As a football coach, I used Huddle on a daily basis. And as an athletic director, our school was a Huddle school. Our coaches loved the online tools, the cameras, the analytics. Um, it really made our program shine. It's also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school, colleges, and the pros. If you want to find out more about what Huddle could do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to say thanks to SnapRaise. <clears throat> go to SnapRaise.com and find out how their fundraising platform can help you. Get away from the fundraising headaches from the past. At snapraise.com, there's no upfront cost. Your data is secure. You can track progress. And what's more important, it actually works. Our coaches used SnapRaise, and it was tremendous. Choosing the best fundraiser for you and your group is important, and you can make the SnapRaise digital fundraising difference work for you. Go to snapraise.com, check out the testimonials of the coaches and teams that have raised thousands and thousands of dollars with snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. We use surveys at my school for years for everything, for teams, for coaches, for parents, for teachers, and they were just wonderful. The information that came back was almost always overwhelmingly positive, uh, but it also allowed that squeaky wheel parent to uh, vent a little bit. And for you as an AD to find maybe a small problem that you could address before it turns into a big problem that you didn't know about because you didn't do the survey. Go to athleticsurveys.com or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. 
Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com for more information. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Bring your school's legacy to life. And we want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards not only raise money for your program, but also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. Our school is one of the first in Florida to have a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table, and it's just fantastic. Uh, not only did it raise that money, uh, we used it for home games. We used it for pep rallies. We also used it for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and their customer service is second to none. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going to one of our favorite states today, North Carolina, and our guest is Colin Fagley. Colin is a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the athletic director at Green Level High School in Cary, North Carolina. Uh, Colin and I met um, this past spring when I was very fortunate to uh, be able to uh, present at the North Carolina AD Conference. And uh, again, we're very happy to get him on the show today. So Colin, welcome to the podcast. Jake, thank you so much. Really looking forward to chatting with you today and it's great to see you again. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, as you know, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that quick bio. Where was Colin Figley uh, born, raised, went to high school? Kind of take us up to the college years. We'll take a break and then come back and hear about your career. But let's hear that Colin Figley story. All right, absolutely. So uh, born and raised in uh, southeastern Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia. Uh, went to grade school there up through third grade. Uh, my dad got a job transfer when I was about 10, and we actually moved to Cary, uh, where I'm working right now, um, product of the Wake County school system, of which I'm currently employed. Uh, and my first AD job was actually at Green Hope High School, um, which is where I graduated from. So uh, definitely kept it local um, post-college years. Um, went to uh, Wingate University. It's a small Division II school uh, outside of Charlotte. My freshman year played football there. Uh, really enjoyed um, playing ball there, but um, the school wasn't a great fit for me and uh, transferred uh, my sophomore year to NC State. Uh, so finished up my um, bachelor's degree undergrad in Raleigh, uh, studied history, uh, got my education certification. Um, after um, graduating from state, I uh, joined a program called Teach for America. So um, I got placed up in Philadelphia, um, taught up there for two years, got my master's degree at University of Pennsylvania. It was a great opportunity for me. Um, my wife was up there uh, in, in graduate school as well, fiance at the time, uh, got married. So lived up in Philly for about two and a half years after uh, graduating from NC State and then um, just decided that you know North Carolina was just too great a place to, uh, to pass up. So we decided to, to move back down to North Carolina and set some roots. Well, um, I always love those stories. And again, people hear me say it all the time, but I do. I think it's just great to hear the different paths that we're on. Um, Talk about that move, you know, going from Pennsylvania to North Carolina, you know, in, in the school age, you know, uh, that must have been, uh, I guess, equal parts exciting and uh, and challenging. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It was um, it was really at the time. I remember being very uh, anxious about it, obviously being being a little kid and, you know, had always lived in, in, in Pennsylvania, but uh, put down roots really quick, made some great friends in, in grade school, uh, got really involved with athletics. You know, that was one of the things that really tied us to our community early on. Um, played football. My dad got really involved with the local Pop Warner uh, affiliate, ended up actually becoming commissioner after a couple of years. So it was actually, you know, youth athletics that that probably um, really made me feel at home um, more than anything. 
Oh, no, I absolutely, I can relate to that whole experience of, you know, my dad was a contractor and we moved around in those grade school, junior high years, and then finally settled down in high school with sports, you know, that allows you to you know, make new friends instantly. And uh, it, it, you, you kind of have a chance to prove yourself as the new kid. So that's right. Yeah, no doubt. But, um, but I've called North Carolina home ever since. Uh, very cool. For our guests or for our listeners, our guest today is Colin Fagley, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the Athletic Director at Green Level High School in Cary, North Carolina. We're going to take a quick break here from one of our sponsors, but we'll be right back. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges, and they help thousands of schools and organizations across the country seamlessly provide convenient digital ticketing options for their communities, their families, and their fans. Go to hometownticketing.com, check out their website, and see how they can help you in providing convenient ticket sales, uh, scanning for the fans who come to the games, how to collect your revenue, and all kinds of customer support. Hometown Ticketing, as I said, is the leading digital ticketing provider, but it's not just athletics. They can provide tickets for performing arts, for athletics, for dances, for graduations. Go to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts about how Hometown Ticketing can help you. Welcome back, everyone. Our guest today is Colin Fagley, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the Athletic Director at Green Level High School in Cary, North Carolina. Colin, you kind of took us up to those, uh, your your college days, and, um, you know, you mentioned moving back to Cary with your wife. So kind of take us through that job path. I think it's important for our younger listeners who are just starting out uh, to see that, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you're going to move around a little bit before you find that dream job. So uh, what's your path been so far? Yeah, no doubt about it. So um, my career started in 2007. Um, first year out of college, I was uh, teaching English and, and coaching football at Olney High School in uh, North Philadelphia. Uh, taught there for two years. Um, it was a tremendous experience. I was working on my master's uh, the whole time. I really feel like my couple of years up there prepared me for, for the classroom and, and for a job in, in educational-based athletics. And um, really, really glad I had the opportunity to teach up there for a couple of years. So taught and coached up there for uh, two years. After that, um, finished up grad school. We decided to make the move back to North Carolina. So 2009, uh, I got my first job down here at, at Panther Creek High School, which is actually one of our uh, rival high schools here in our, our conference today. Um, was teaching social studies there, uh, again, coaching football. Uh, was there for four years, um, had some great experience there, worked with an incredible coaching staff. Um, the head football coach uh, at Panther Creek, uh, a guy named Wayne Bragg, he um, ended up getting an athletic director position at one of our neighboring conference schools, Green Hope. A lot of green, uh, but that's that's my alma mater. And uh, he asked me essentially to come over and join him as his assistant. Um, we had a great relationship. Uh, we coached together for many years. Um, wife and I were thinking about starting a family. And although ADN is, of course, a lot of work and a lot of hours, football season is also very long, as you know, Jake. And, uh, you know, it's it's six, seven days a week, easy putting in the time. So it sounded nice for me to maybe say, all right, I'm going to step away a little bit and, you know, maybe help out with some game coverage a couple nights a week and, and help out. Coach Bragg. So I uh, switched schools, went over to Green Hope High School again, coaching, um, excuse me, teaching social studies and, uh, you know, fell into an assistant AD role. Uh, really, really enjoyed that, working with him every day. And then um, after uh, two years, he got the itch to get back into coaching. So he uh, decided to take another football coaching position at a neighboring high school. And um, I put my name in the hat for, uh, for the AD job. I'd been his assistant for a couple of years. I was a graduate of the school. Um, you know, I felt like I had learned a lot during that time and had what it took to, to possibly, um, you know, take over the program. And um, I was one of uh, six folks interviewed and I was uh, fortunate uh, to get that position um, in 2014 um, and uh, spent five great years at Green Hope, uh, inherited a really, really strong athletic program. I think we did a lot to enhance it over the years, but um, it was a uh, a really great opportunity for me to start uh, my career surrounded by some incredible administrators and coaches and um, very, very fortunate to be able to start in a position like that. 
Uh, after five years there, uh, my principal got named uh, the new principal at Green Level High School, which is uh, one of the newest high schools in Wake County. So she was the founding principal. Um, that's Karen Summers. She's a tremendous administrator. And uh, she asked me to come with her. And uh, as an athletic director, I remember distinctly, I sit was sitting in an LTI class. Um, I think we were in San Antonio. And uh, I remember one of the instructors asked the group, you know, raise your hand if you've um, had the opportunity to open or start a new high school. And it was, it was a big group in there. And I think I saw one or two hands pop up. And uh, it kind of struck me then like, wow, like that would be just an amazing opportunity, an opportunity that a lot of ADs do not get to open up a new school and just kind of put, you know, their fingerprints on everything from, from the hiring to the, the mascot selection, to the colors, to kind of crafting that initial mission vision statement and just, just really being involved from, you know, the ground up. And uh, when Ms. Summers asked me to do that, and again, this was in now 2019, just too good of an opportunity to pass up. So um, made the jump over to green level as the um, first AD and we opened in uh, August of 19. Um, we opened with freshmen, sophomores, and then we added a grade each year. Uh, we just graduated our first group of seniors um, in June, and um, it's been amazing. Uh, the best thing I've done just professionally in my career was was making that move and being involved in, in building a program at Green Level. It's been um, a very humbling experience. Uh, one of my buddies who did something similar in the Charlotte area told me it's the most fun you'll never want to have again. And I think that's true. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. Uh, and of course it remains a lot of work, but, uh, it was really professionally, um, kind of rejuvenating for me and, uh, the opportunity to start, start a new school, uh, was something that, um, I would recommend to anybody listening or anybody in my profession. If you do get that opportunity, give it some thought because it, uh, it takes all your skill. Um, and it really requires you to dig down and maybe even find some skills and, you know, assets and traits you didn't think you had, but, um, Really a great opportunity. And of course, that's where I remain today. And we're about to open the doors on year four there. Yeah, I can certainly echo that experience. I had that same opportunity. Gosh, I guess it's 25 years ago. Um, similar pattern, opening with freshmen only. Uh, and you're right. You've got your hand involved in just about every aspect of the program. Very cool. Uh, I love that uh, phrase, the most fun you'll never want to have again. Um uh, that, that's, uh, I, I think it's very apt. Okay. <laughs> uh, once again, for our listeners, our guest today is Colin Fagley, certified master athletic administrator, and he's the director of athletics at Green Level High School in Cary, North Carolina. We're going to take another break, but stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms for their support. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but they're more than that. Final Forms is a team, uh, they're technology, and they provide your school with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, and they have reminders for parents about policies and physicals and all the forms that come with athletics. Final Forms can help your coaches with team management and attendance, and even their certification. And for ADs, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you take the next steps and talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. Go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with the Final Forms team. Welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Colin Fagley, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Colin, we always like to give our guests the opportunity to acknowledge the mentors that they've had in their lives. None of us get here on our own. Usually there's somebody patting us on the back or kicking us in the butt, uh, whatever we needed at that moment. So uh, who'd you, who would you like to give a shout out to? Yeah, I, I appreciate that opportunity. It's um, it's something I reflect on a lot, and there's certainly a handful of folks that come to mind. So um you know, first, my, my high school football coach, uh, Tim Paluzzi, he gave me my first uh, coaching job, actually, while I was still in college, um, entrusted me with uh, working with the JV wide receivers and even got the chance to call some plays uh, under his tutelage. So uh, Tim Paluzzi um, kind of really instilled, you know, my my love of, of high school athletics, obviously football in particular, but a uh, great guy and actually just retired uh, this past school year. Um, so always great catching up with him. Uh, Wayne Bragg, I mentioned him earlier, um, worked under him for a few years at my former school. 
uh, learned a lot about um, athletic administration from him and uh, really credit him with giving me kind of my, my big break, if you will. So he's certainly one that I would, uh, would give a lot of thanks to. Uh, Karen Summers, I've mentioned her. Uh, maybe my mentors are pretty clear from the discussion so far. Um, she has been the, the only principal I've worked with since I've been an athletic director. Uh, she is a tremendous administrator. She values high school athletics um, very, very much. She always talks about kind of the, the three pillars that a high school needs. And that's, of course, great academics, great athletics, and then great fine arts, performing arts. Um, and uh, she has built that at, at green level. And it's one of the things that really kind of stands out at our school. So couldn't do what I do uh, without her support every day. Um, so Ms. Summers has been, been great to me and I've learned just an incredible amount from her as an educator. And then lastly, um, I, I would say probably my wife, uh, my family, um, as you know, Jake and people listen to know, um, it, it, this is hard work and we put in a lot of hours and uh, we really can't do it without support from home. And sometimes the, the look on the, on her face when, you know, I say, Hey, I got three or four nights this week, or Hey, I got a booster club meeting or this or that. Um, you know, I, I definitely know what she's thinking, but she's just been incredibly supportive of me throughout my career. And she also, uh, works kind of a high stress job. She's in, in medicine. She's a physician assistant. So, um, you know, we, we, we support each other really well. And, uh, I'm really thankful for all the support she's given me. And of course my, my two young boys, but, um, yeah, she's been kind of my rock, uh, in this career and I'm very thankful to have her support and allow me to do what I do every day, which, uh, quite often, you know, I don't really consider, consider a job, man. I, I love getting up and going to work every day. It's, um, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, um, I really am thankful that, uh, I have her support as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'll echo those last two thoughts. Uh, I would always, you know, parents would say, oh, I'd hate to have your job. You know, you're here at all hours and, you know, you, you got to deal with parents like us, you know, that sort of thing. And I would say, oh, no, you got it all wrong. Okay. I get paid to come to here. I get paid to go to games and I get paid to hang out with kids and coaches. I go, you have to come here and watch your kid. I, I get paid to do it. Uh, and as far as the the supportive wife, I was very fortunate. You know, my, my wife was a career coach. Uh, and so a lot of times we were at the same school. In fact, most of our career, we were at the same school, uh, coaching and teaching, and I was the AD together. So, uh, uh, people ask, you know, what's the secret to, you know, being an AD? I always say, you know, have a supportive spouse. So, uh, you know, you know, you know about that as well as I do. Okay. goes a long way. goes a long way indeed. For our listeners, our guest is Colin Fagley today. He's a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the director of athletics at Green Level High School in Cary, North Carolina. We're going to take another break. I know that's a surprise, um, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to our good friends at Gipper. Go to gipper.com and find out how athletic directors, coaches, and schools are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and without any design experience. It's so simple, even I can do it. We use Gipper to announce our podcast episodes. Uh, my backdrop on the podcast is a Gipper template. Go to Gipper.com and start creating world-class marketing content for your school. Okay. Hey, Jake, I just wanted to say real quick, um, I heard the Gipper advertisement we use Gipper at our school. We've been with them for two years. Um, an extraordinary um, product. It, it truly has revolutionized how we've done social media, how we interact with our community, how we celebrate our student athletes. Uh, I've gotten to know Matt Glick, the CEO there, really well. Presented with him at the uh, NIAAA um, National Conference in Denver this past year in the uh, vendor hall. And uh, just great people, incredible support, um, really get kind of the, the latest trends in, in high school athletics and, and what our student athletes and our parents are seeking. So I uh, just want to give those guys a, a quick shout out. Um, love their, love their folks, uh, love their product. Um, one of the best uh, decisions we made was to, to go with Gipper a couple of years ago. Wow. Uh, I mean, I appreciate that. I know they do too. Um, and, and you're right. You know, I'm, you know, you're young, you're, you're tech savvy. I'm this old retired guy. And uh, Gipper is still, you know, great for us. And it's so easy to use. And you're right, their customer service is just fantastic. So thanks for that shout out. Um, 
we get a lot of younger ADs on the, uh, that listen to the podcast uh, and they're just, I, I think, starting their journey with NIAAA and their state association. You know, you and I, you know, we've got our CMAAs and there's still a lot more learning to do, of course, but share a little bit about how that journey started for you. How'd you hear about, um, you know, the NIAAA and, and how'd you get involved? Yeah. So when I first got my, um, AD job back in 2014, one of the first pieces of advice I got from um, our, our county athletic director, Darren Coe, uh, another CMAA and just a tremendous leader in the profession was to go to the national conference, um, seek out the best professional development you can get. At the time, I was I was the youngest AD in the in the 4A in North Carolina. So I I came in, you know, with a lot of big ideas, but also had a lot to learn. And um Getting connected uh, with the NIAAA and our state association early on um, is one of the things I credit, you know, some of the successes I've had in my career with. Um, I have not missed a national conference uh, since I've been AD. I'm eight for eight, about to be nine for nine as we head to Nashville in December. Um, an incredible opportunity for, for athletic directors from around the country to, to learn from the best, to network with the best. Uh, to kind of fill their bucket with new ideas and 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 rejuvenate yourself after a long fall season. It's almost like a, people don't, I don't think understand this when I say it, but going to the, the national conferences is, is almost like a, like a beach vacation for me. Cause I come back just rejuvenated so many ideas and, and you hear all these great, great things and LTIs and talking with vendors and just interacting with great ADs from across the country. And um, it, it's been great. So that's been my experience with the, um, the NIAAA and, and, and the conference. Uh, I've gotten really involved recently with our state association. I'm actually the, the vice president of the NCADA uh, as we speak. And um, so fortunate to work with a, a great board, uh, our executive board and our full board of directors, tremendous folks. Uh, I credit Roy Turner with a lot of that. He's He's been a, a really great mentor to me over the years as well. And uh, just, just love that work, love putting together our, our state conference every year and Kind of being a sounding board for ads from across the state uh just seeing what they need and what we can provide to them and you know any way we can help even if it's just a you know a listening ear or, um you know point them in the right direction if they're looking for a specific vendor or they got a, a project at their school that you know maybe one of us has had some experience with so um you know really love uh the work that we do locally um i'm on the national faculty for lti 709 that's one of the communications courses um, I've really enjoyed doing that. I've been doing that now for about a year and a half. That's been awesome. And um, I got my name in the hat for uh, for some committee work. So uh, maybe waiting on some information on that here coming up. But uh, the NIAAA and the NCADA have been invaluable to me professionally. And any new AD just actually had a conversation with one uh, the other day, um, new guy in our conference who's going to be great. He asked for some advice. And I said, man, I said, become a member of the NIAAA and the NCADA best thing I did, uh, loop yourself into that network, get involved, go to the conferences, take LTI classes. Um, it uh, has been incredibly meaningful for me. Oh, I really appreciate you sharing that because I think it is an important message to get out to all of our listeners about the value of, you know, membership, you know, the, the LTI courses, the courses are great on their own merit, but those conversations that you have at the tables with five or six other athletic directors from different parts of the country, one of those conversations at my very first conference uh, was the springboard for what became my CMAA project. Uh, and uh, again, the committee work, I was fortunate enough to be on the certification committee for a number of years. You know, the people you meet, uh, it, it's just really, really cool. So appreciate you sharing all of that. Absolutely. And if I could add, um, one of the most rewarding things I've done um, with the NIAAA thus far is actually getting um, working with a group uh, and getting published in the IAAA magazine. Um, I worked with Caleb, who I know you, you talk with a lot, um, and Lisa Gingras from up in uh, New Hampshire. And um, we just, we, we really clicked and we, um, we've actually presented uh, during the COVID year when we had the virtual uh, convention. Uh, we present on um, CMAA projects and the different routes you can take, whether you're going to go the uh, the written or you're going to do the oral presentation. And um, we work really closely with Pete Shambo. And um, for whatever reason, our, our workshop was um, really, really well thought of. And a lot of people gave us some great feedback. We were asked to essentially take what we did for the, the workshop and put it on paper. Um, and Caleb and Lisa and, and I, uh, with consultation with Pete, worked uh, really well together to 
uh, write something uh, for the IAAA magazine. And we were fortunate enough to have that published um, a few months ago. So that was actually one of the really cool things that we did. And um, that I never expected uh, from my time with the NIAAA to actually get something published and to have that um, co-authorship and camaraderie with those folks was was amazing. So that was really cool too. Oh, no, I, I know every single one of those people. And you're right, they do great work. And I remember that uh, article that you wrote, you know, very, very, very cool stuff. Okay. Our guest uh, for our listeners, if you haven't been paying attention, is Colin Fagley. He's a certified master athletic administrator, the director of athletics at Green Level High School in Cary, North Carolina. We're going to take another break, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thank you to Huddle. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help their athletes perform better using video and analytics. As a head football coach, I used Huddle for years. And as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school. Our coaches loved the online platform, the smart cameras. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle's built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs. And even the pros use Huddle to help their athletes perform at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including the college coaches you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Colin Fagley from Green Level High School in North Carolina. Colin, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. What are some things that y'all do at Green Level that you're particularly proud of that when you take a step back, you can say, man, we really do a great job with this. Uh, do you have any best practices you can share? Yeah, Jake, there's a few things that come to mind. Uh, first of all, in the unique position that we're in at Green Level, being uh, one of the newer high schools in our district, which now has 25 comprehensive high schools, when we opened, it was really important for us to kind of make our mark. So um, things like branding and um, social media, uh, our logoing, our school colors, it was really important for us early on to kind of just establish ourselves as a as a new school, but also a place that, that built excitement. Uh, that very first year when we had freshmen and sophomores, that sophomore class, uh, a lot of them were pulled from, you know, their existing high schools. And um, some of them came and they were very excited to be there, of course. Uh, others, quite honestly, probably came kicking and screaming a little bit, you know, attended one school as a freshman and then all of a sudden has to come to this brand new school with just freshmen and sophomores that you know, obviously was gonna gonna maybe struggle a little bit athletically early on. We competed at the varsity level in every single sport that first year we opened except football. So we uh, we took our lumps a little bit. So early on, it was really important for us to build that brand. And um, I feel like we've done a really good job of that. I think uh, in our community, whether it's the, the Gator head or, or, you know, our letter or some of our other logoing people immediately say, oh, yeah, that's green level, that's green level. Um, we've really kind of built the, the swamp motif. And I know you probably see a little bit of that down in Florida, but uh, that's been a, a really successful thing for us. Uh, and using social media to kind of power that uh, branding has, has been key. You know, I already mentioned our, our partnership with Gipper, but to me, celebrating student athlete success is essential. And it's a no-brainer, and it should be done when at all possible. Um, in most cases, it's free. Um, it makes student athletes feel really good about themselves. Uh, parents love to see it, and uh, we do that in a whole bunch of different ways at Green Level. Whether it be via social media, whether it be something on campus. Uh, the first year we opened, we um, had what we called Gator Coins. It's essentially a challenge coin, but every time a student athlete um, or a coach um, did something that was a school first. The first goal in soccer, the first touchdown in football, the first win in volleyball, um, everything you know that we were were doing was was a first. I mean, student athletes, coaches, we're, we're all making history together. So we would pop into classrooms. You know, we'd go into the middle of uh, math class. It was kind of like publisher's clearinghouse, and and pop in on the teacher, and you know, we'd video stuff and we'd issue you know, student athletes. Hey, you know, you got the very first kill in in green level volleyball history. Like this is amazing. Like, 
you know, here's your Gator coin. Uh, first goal in soccer, like I mentioned, I mean, you name it, we were, we were coming up with all different kinds of ways to celebrate some of those early successes because, you know, it goes without saying that when you have a varsity team that's made up of sophomores and a bunch of freshmen, you know, uh, first year we picked up a couple wins here and there, but uh, they were far and few between. And um, the cool thing about watching this was, though, that our student athletes, as they, you know, matured and, and grew through a pandemic, um, when they became seniors, they were just so incredibly battle tested and so incredibly mature. A lot of these kids playing varsity sports for, for four years. Um, and it was really, really neat to see them sort of come of age. Uh, this past year, before we even graduated, a single student, you know, we won the state championship for a volleyball, with an incredible group of uh, young ladies and an amazing coach, uh, won our first couple conference championships. And uh, it was just really neat to see that that maturity and that growth and, and what that meant to them. So celebrating those students' successes um, through branding and social media is something that we've, we've really done well, I think. Um, one of our... Um, values at, at Green Level's inclusion. And how we fit that into the athletic realm is uh, through making sure that every season, fall, winter, spring, we have opportunities for our student athletes to participate in sports. So by design, we have no cut sports uh, in each season um, that really provide um, every student in our school an opportunity to be a part of our athletic program, which we're, we're really proud of. Um, and you know, it may not always work out exactly how the student athlete wants it to, but there is a place in our program for every single student at the school, uh, one way or another. And that's something that we really pride ourselves on. And I think it's um, helped build uh, our community. Um, when we opened the new school, partnering with other school groups, you know, the marching band, um, the fine arts department, you know, various academic departments, just kind of looping them into what we were doing in the athletics world has been really, really important. Um, one example of this is dance team. Uh, dance team at my former school was uh, was always kind of a team or a group or a club that never really had a home. Um, you know, they were kind of living in the performing arts, fine arts world. They were a club, but they performed at athletic events, um, and they never really had a home. And it was always something I kind of observed. And in my years at my former school, I was never really able to totally bring them in underneath the the athletics umbrella. When we opened the new school, it was easy. Um, my principal and I had a conversation and said, hey, you know, this is becoming a really, really popular, um, you know, sport amongst our, our, our female student athletes. And I want I want to be part of the athletic program. I want them under our umbrella. Um, they're going to follow all the same eligibility procedures and guidelines, and they're going to be a part of our booster club and dance team belongs to us. And uh, that has been an incredible thing. Um, and I know it, it might seem small in the, the greater scheme of things, but what our dance program, of course, in conjunction with our cheer program has brought to our, our school, our student body, our, our game day atmosphere has been extraordinary. Um, and that group of young ladies just yesterday, uh, they were away at uh, that dance camp, um, got a bid to nationals, brought back two superior trophies. I think coach told me 63 blue ribbons and uh, just had a great time. So um, linking yourself in with some of those other school groups that uh, maybe traditionally it's always kind of been the maybe perspective of outsiders that, you know, butt heads with athletics. Um, you know, our, our band director and I are, are tight. Um, you know, we, we do a lot of things in conjunction together. Of course, we, we're always balancing facility use and things of that nature, but, um, you know, we, we orchestrate our, our football pregame, you know, to a T he works really great with our cheerleading and dance team coaches and our football coach to kind of synchronize all that. And, um, you know, we're, we're all part of the same family and community. And I think when you can strengthen those relationships with those groups that are outside of athletics, uh, you only enhance your program. Um, lastly, it's always been really important to me um, to make sure that our, our, our sports are equally represented uh, in social media, in promotion, right. uh, you know, as much as, you know, football might get the limelight, you know, Friday nights and maybe basketball in the winter season. Man, one of the things I've loved about being an athletic director is being able to just be a part of all of these sports, uh, a very small part in many cases, you know, being their biggest cheerleader and living vicariously through the kids. Um, but I, I mean, I personally, uh, as much as I love being on the sideline Friday night, there is nothing like a big volleyball game uh, in the gym. There is nothing like a really competitive, you know, women's soccer match. Um, so I think it's part of my job to make sure that these athletes, these amazing athletes, um, you know, that maybe are competing off site or, you know, they don't draw the crowd that, that some of the other sports do get their, um, get their time in the spotlight because they just do such incredible work and they're such a, 
important part of our athletic program and um, making sure that whether it be our student athlete of the week promotions or our game day promotions on social media or the announcements that are made at school, or if our booster club wants to do a night where we're going to give out free t-shirts, well, we might do it at football, but we're going to do it at volleyball too. And we're going to do it at women's basketball. And we're going to try to do it at wrestling and we're going to try to do it at women's lacrosse, men's lacrosse, kind of spread that love around a little bit because all of our student athletes at the end of the day are, are what make our programs uh, what they are. And um, this year, of course, the special one is we, have celebrated the 50th anniversary of Title IX. So we have a lot of really cool things uh, planned for our, our, our female student athletes as we go through the year. And one of them is with our with our partners at Nike and BSN Sports. Um, all of our girls are getting um, uh, t-shirts uh, to start the year. So every girl, JV, varsity, if you're part of our athletic program, uh, we got these really cool uh, forces female shirts and they're gonna be getting those. Um, and hopefully they wear those with pride and they're gonna be wearing them during warmups and stuff. And we have some other really exciting things planned to spotlight and feature some of our just amazing female student athletes and coaches. Wow. You covered a lot of ground in that best practices. I'm trying to keep them all straight in my mind. Let's yeah. see. First of all, um, you're talking about starting the school out and those incentives. I, we did the same thing. Our trophy case was full uh, after year one, because we had every sport had that first ball, a uh, first goal, uh, yeah. that first win, uh, just first uniform, very cool stuff. Um, also at my last school, I was at, um, where I was before I retired, uh, we did the same thing. We brought cheerleading and dance under the umbrella of athletics and, you know, they were doing a great job, but, you know, we said, Hey, we want to, you know, support you any way we can. And, um, it, it really was something I would recommend strongly. I know you would to any of our listener ADs that uh, if they're not part of your athletic program, uh, you know, there's strength in numbers. And also, you know, you mentioned the band, you know, working with the, the band director, you know, very important stuff, you know, whether you call it athletics or co-curricular, whatever you want to call it, you know, they're part of the team and we're all going out there with the school name, you know, across the front of our uh, Jersey chest jacket, warm up, et cetera. And then finally, you talked about supporting all the sports. Absolutely. You know, being at that volleyball game, girls soccer game, swimming meet, you know, uh, you know, that's, hey, we're the athletic director. Where else would we be except, you know, at that game cheering on the kids that are working so hard for us? Great, great stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, one thing to add, you mentioned your trophy case, um, and, and I think ours probably looked a lot like yours did. Um and, and of course, we're still kind of building it. But uh, I remember we had a young lady. She she won a cross country race. She was our, our first race winner, if you will. And I remember uh, visiting her the next day. And I think we actually maybe even called her down to the office because my principal wanted to congratulate her. And uh, we were chatting. And I was trying to think, um, you know, what what memento? Because I'm I'm a history guy at my core, so I, I love the history piece. I was like, well, what can I what can I get from her? What can I ask for? Her? So you know, I was thinking, well, maybe maybe she let me have her spikes. You know, I didn't want to take her shoes for the trophy case. I think I may have ended up with shoelaces, which was cool, but uh, uh, just kind of thinking about different ways and, and uh, things you can do in, in the case to celebrate some of those historical events. And man, even schools that have been around a long time can, can uh, you know, spend some time in the summer kind of reorganizing things and, um, you know, categorizing things. Uh, there's nothing I love more than going to, you know, a, a really well-established high school and just walking around and looking at the trophy cases, looking at the pictures, looking at some of the the alums that have come out of that school and, you know, some of the, the jerseys and all that, like, I, that's really cool to me. And I, I want to try to build that for our school. Um, of course, I'll, I'll be long gone by the time uh, people are looking at that stuff uh, as we move forward, but it's, it's really cool. Well, here's another, uh, you know, free idea. Uh, again, you're, you're at the start of your school's history, but uh, we started and, and continue to this day uh, to do top 10 lists for just about everything, you know, top 10 points, top 10 assists, top 10, you know, uh, touchdowns, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, home runs, every sport had multiple top 10 lists. And I challenged our coaches to keep those things up to date. And uh, at um, one of our other schools that had a long history, but really hadn't done that, we just said, hey, we're going to start. This is what we know. And I would have parents who would come in the gym and say, well, geez, that's not right. You know, Billy scored, you know, 42 points back in 1969. I said, bring me a newspaper clipping, bring me a yearbook, bring me something. And we would update them as we got documentation. So, uh, you know, you it's easier now when you're starting out to uh, to get them accurate. So absolutely love that. 
All right, boy, we uh, spent a lot of time, but it was a great time. Best practices. That's what we're all about. Our guest is Colin Fagley, certified master athletic administrator, also master promoter. It sounds like uh, he's the athletic director at Green Level High School in Cary, North Carolina. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thank you to SnapRaise. Go to snapraise.com and find out how their fundraising platform can work for you. Better fundraising makes better programs. And you can get away from the fundraising headaches of the past. There's no more selling products. There's no upfront cost. Your data is secure. You can track progress. And what's more important, it works. Our coaches use SnapRaise for years, and it was just fantastic. Choosing the best fundraiser for you and your group is critical, and the SnapRaise fundraising difference could be a winner for you. I already mentioned it's easy, it's safe, and it works. Go to SnapRaise.com and check out the testimonials of the hundreds and hundreds of programs that have raised thousands of dollars using SnapRaise.com. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to SnapRaise.com and start working with SnapRaise. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Colin Fagley, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Colin, one of the questions we've been asking almost since the beginning uh, has to do with this idea of social awareness. Uh, my question is, how can an athletic director do a better job of being socially aware for their community, for their student athletes. Uh, do you have any advice for us? Yeah, I, I think at our core, all athletic administrators, whether we consider ourselves this or not, are, are servant leaders. And uh, we, we do serve our communities. And, um, you know, in many cases, like it or not, we're in a, you know, essentially a customer support role. Um, we are, uh, in many cases, you know, the, the face of our schools in, in some, some ways, the faces of our programs. And, uh, you know, we we do a lot for the community. And I think it's really important for us sometimes to to step back and think about who, you know, who we are serving. Um, I can speak from my school. We have an incredibly diverse school. Um, at last check, uh, nearly 50 languages were, were spoken in, in our school. We are in a very transient area, really close to Research Triangle Park. You know, we can throw a rock and land it at, at Carolina and Duke and NC State. Um, tons of universities and colleges around here and um, just an incredibly diverse population at our school. Um, so just thinking about, you know, everything from uh, the minutia of, you know, how and when we we plan our meetings, you know, if you're doing, um, you know, parent meetings at the same time, every year, every season, you know, there could be be parents that, that can't make it there because they're working second or third shift. Um, how we present our material, you know, do we offer things in, in different languages or things accessible to different families who may or may not speak English? A lot of times there's um, there's folks in our buildings that we can tap into, whether it be in the foreign language department or somebody in the front office to help help translate a document, help a kid with a physical form. Um, you know, just think about ways that we can, you know, in many cases, serve our community better. Uh, and and knowing your community, I think, is is really really important. And uh, doing what you can to you know just touch as many of those folks as possible and get those those different groups, whether it be socioeconomic or religious or, or race, is get, get as many of those folks involved in the program as possible. Because in my experience, um, you know, and I, I grew up, I, I guess, maybe in a, a bit more of a sheltered situation. I didn't, I didn't really have a diverse high school experience. It wasn't really until I got to college that I began to interact with folks from different parts of the country, different parts of the world, uh, different races, folks of different, you know, um, religious backgrounds. And I, I value that incredibly. And I'm, I'm really glad that our student athletes at Green Level have that opportunity on a daily basis at their school. Um, but just thinking about, um, you know, what that means for them as they, uh, you know, em embark on their athletic careers and as they head off to college uh, is something that I think about a lot. And, you know, of course, that that camaraderie piece, being on a team, working with others that, that are different from you, that might look different from you or sound different from you or come from different places is incredibly, uh, incredibly important. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and it is a challenge, um, you know, for, for for many of us. Uh, you know, I, I certainly I think I had a similar experience, you know, growing up. But uh, so very important, you know, as our populations that we work with, uh, regardless of where you live, uh, are becoming more and more diverse. You know, great stuff. Appreciate you sharing that. 
For listeners, our guest is Colin Fagley, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. We're going to take another break, but we'll be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thank you to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an extensive library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you bring your school's legacy to life. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Colin Fagley. He's the athletic director at Green Level High School in North Carolina. Colin, we were talking during the break a little bit, and um, you know, you mentioned sportsmanship, you know, very near and dear to you, as it is to me. But um, you said you had some thoughts you wanted to share with our listeners. Yeah, absolutely, Jake. So um, when it comes to sportsmanship, it's obviously something that we talk a lot about uh, in our program. We're um, bringing it up, of course, at parent meetings, it's always a topic of conversation at our coaches meetings. Anytime we have our student athletes together, it's a primary focus. Um, and it was a primary focus for our county AD meetings ago. Um, it's really an initiative that we got to focus on. Um, and of course, uh, sometimes we fall short, um, and, you know, we need to correct our, our errors when, the, when they're made. But, um, one of the things that I, I guess, think about a lot is I want to be the school that People come to, you know, our, our opponents, our, our visitors, our guests, that they just can't help but but respect and, and like, um, regardless of the outcome of the game. You know, hey, they do things right. You know, we just got our butts kicked by Green Level tonight, but man, that facility looked good. And man, those coaches were were just top class. And man, those kids were so respectful. And, you know, they were picking us up when we were down. And regardless of the outcome, you know, you, you leave the place like you just can't help but, but like. And when I go and, and, watch our team road. That's the kind of feeling that I want to leave with. Uh, so that's kind of something that I preach to our, our, our kids and our coaches that we, we want that well-rounded student athlete, you know, killer grades in the classroom, you know, great sportsmen on the court, on the field, on the course, um, doing the right things when, when nobody's watching, just kind of checking all those boxes that folks can't help, but just respect. Um, and I think that's really, really important. And on a side note, obviously, uh, we've all been dealing around the country with um, with an officiating shortage. And there are a lot of factors that go into that. Um, and we could get into all those things. But I have zero doubt in my mind that one of them is sportsmanship, uh, especially some of the things that are that are coming out of the crowd and, and being said to officials and some of the, the, you know, the nasty remarks and the constant criticism that come from the stands. And I think as ADs, and this has been something I've had to learn because early on in my career, I wasn't I wasn't quite as willing to go up to the stands and maybe mix it up with somebody. But as ADs, we have got to set the example for our our student athletes, for our for our families, for our for our people that we're going to do things a certain way, um, you know, at, at our facility. And if uh, you know folks aren't on board with that, then you know um, th there's nothing keeping them there. And, um, you know, that they, they can, they can go ahead and head on and they can go yell at the TV or whoever they want to yell at. But, uh, high school athletics, interscholastic athletics are so much more than, you know, wins and losses and pointing fingers and, and, and blaming and, you know, calling a foul every time somebody takes it to the lane. It's, it's just way bigger than that. And, um, I saw something on social media the other day, um, about, you know, somebody being surprised or, or, or shocked or taken aback that there was a parent that was, not just cheering for their kid, not just was being incredibly positive, but was just cheering for the team, everybody on the team. Um, and that's become so rare, I feel like, in our in our current kind of environment and athletics where, you know, uh, what's good for the team is, is good for everybody. And that's something at our school that we, we try to preach. And like I said, uh, we're not perfect at it and, and we're working on it, but it's certainly a very worthwhile goal and it requires a lot of attention, I think, from ADs. And just to circle back to that officiating piece, man, we need those folks. Um, they are such important members of our community, uh, uh, officials from, from youth league all the way up through high school and obviously and beyond, but um, we can't run our operation without them. We can't. Uh, they are an incredibly important piece and we got to be an incredible host to those 
uh, men and women who come and officiate our games, whether it's something as simple as offering them a drink when they arrive or making sure they have a comfortable place to dress and making sure that they know that we have their back um, once that first whistle blows and we're going to you know, create a, a safe and respectful atmosphere, not only for our kids and our coaches, but for the officials. Yeah, you're so right. And again, towards the uh, the later part of my 41 year career, I, I did a much better job of embracing sportsmanship and 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 leading by example than I might have done as a young uh, football coach on the sideline. But uh, also uh, for 20 plus years, I've been a, a high school and a college uh, official. Uh, do high school basketball games and and high school, college, and uh, track and field. And when I walk into the gym as a basketball official, as part of the crew, you know, you can tell right away what the athletic director has done with regards to fostering good sportsmanship. Uh, and when the game starts, you know, are the coaches coaching the kids or are they chirping at the official about every call? You know, we've always felt as, as an AD, I always felt it started with the coaches. So I would tell our coaches, Hey, coach the stinking kids. I'll worry about the refs. If there's an issue with the referees, come and tell me. But if you're yelling at the referee, who's coaching the kids? Well, the answer is nobody. And I'm paying you to coach the kids. So um, it's uh, it's interesting to see it from, you know, the official side. And, and I think our ADs here in Florida do a, a wonderful job. Of, well, can we do better? Absolutely. Can officials do better? Absolutely. But uh, I really appreciate you sharing those thoughts. Colin, this has been really cool catching up with you again. We got to talk a little bit uh, at your state conference, but uh, uh, I've enjoyed our visit and we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Um, we're going to take a quick break and hear from athletic surveys who sponsor this segment. But when we come back, we're going to find out what uh, Colin Fagley is going to put into his athletic director toolbox. So please stay with us. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment. Athletic, athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. At my schools in Florida, we use surveys for everything, for coaches, for teams, for parents, teachers, student-athletes, you name it. And the information that came back on those surveys was almost overwhelmingly positive every time. But it also allowed us to give that squeaky wheel parent an opportunity to vent. And many times they might share something that it's a little thing, but it allowed you to work on it so it didn't turn into a big thing that you didn't know about because you didn't do a survey. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting with Colin Fagley, Certified Master Athletic Administrator from Green Level High School in North Carolina. Uh, he's certainly an experienced athletic director, but right now I'm going to task him with sending out a brand new AD on their very first job, but I'm only going to let him put three things in their toolbox. Colin, what three items are going to go into your athletic director toolbox? All right. I'm on the hot seat here, but if I'm putting three things in the toolbox, the first one is a calendar. This can be done many different ways. Um, obviously, in our in our modern era, this is probably going to be done on, on on your computer, on your laptop. But get your calendar together. You've got to have everything organized. I'm talking games. I'm talking facilities. I'm talking school buses. Make sure that you have a place where you can go at the snap of a finger and know exactly what's going on when you get asked that question about, "Hey, is the gym available on Wednesday night?" or "Hey, can I take a bus on a field trip on uh, Tuesday morning?" Or, hey, when's that uh, big volleyball game? You got to have that information um, at, at, the, um, at your fingertips. So get yourself a calendar system, whatever that looks like for you, that works for you and go with it because you've got to keep all that stuff organized. There's nothing worse than having a notebook with a bunch of papers falling out of it and trying to get your schedules together. Um, so organize yourself, figure out that calendar system. Uh, my next recommendation would be 
find an experienced AD uh, in your in your conference, in your districts, uh, locally that you can um, you can lean on. Somebody you can ask a question to, somebody you can reach out to, somebody you can shoot a text to, whatever it may be. But find one or two people uh, that can kind of fill that uh, kind of mentor role for you as you're getting started that you can reach out to and you can um, you can trust and uh, you can find value in their guidance. I know that I had several folks like that when I first started, and I'm very thankful for their their friendship and mentorship because I'm not sure I would have gotten through my first couple of years without them. But somebody you can call to ask a, a simple question about eligibility, or somebody you can call to say, "Hey, you know, I need to get my field top dressed, and I don't have anybody in my in my network, and everybody seems full. Hey, you got a phone number for me? Lean on those networks. Find that 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 experienced AD nearby that you." you're impressed with that you, you know, you value and uh, work with them. And then of course, going back to what we already talked about earlier in the podcast, getting linked in with the NIAAA or your state association, so incredibly important. Um, you got to do it and uh, it's going to make you a better AD. And then lastly, um, you know, take some time to reflect uh, on, on your program, whether you're just starting and you're inheriting a program, or maybe like me, you got the opportunity to start a new school. Uh, every once in a while, just kind of sit back and, and kind of take stock and, and where things are. You know, sometimes I feel like we can kind of live in a bit of a vacuum as ADs and think, oh, you know, everything's good. Everything's going well. Um, you know, talk to your coaches, you know, be visible, uh, work the hallways, stop by practice, you know, not, not any type of gotcha moment, but stop by and, and, and talk about the team, talk to the kids, um, build a atmosphere of trust and, and respect and um, excitement in your school. Um, one of the things I talk to our kids about a lot, and our parents about a lot is I want to build a, a collegiate atmosphere at the high school level. I'm not going to be able to achieve that overnight and I'm never going to be able to achieve all of that, um, in, in my career. But for most of our kids, most of our student athletes, varsity high school athletics is the highest level of athletics they're going to participate in, uh, in their lifetime. I mean, that, that's, that's their Mecca. And for me, as great as it is to have kids go on and, and, and play at the collegiate level and follow them and, and celebrate their successes. For me at green level, that's what I can control. And that's the atmosphere that we can help build. And that's the, um, you know, kind of that vision and culture that we can help cultivate. So take stock uh, in your program, think about the atmosphere that you're building um, and, uh, and and make corrections where needed. Um, I think that's, that's really, really important. And put yourself in the shoes of your student athletes. Like, hey, you know, would this be a program I'd want to participate in? Would this be a program that I would want my son or my daughter to be part of? Would I want them playing for this coach? And if the answer is no to any of those questions, I think it might be time to, you know, kind of reshuffle the deck a little bit. Think about what you're doing and think about where you can improve. Oh, wow. Great, great advice. Uh, and I, I love your one about, you know, make creating that great environment. You talked about a collegiate environment, but, you know, just most of our kids you're right. The high school experience, that's going to kind of be the end of the line for organized sports. So let's make it a great one, you know, for the ones who are going on. Fantastic. We'll do what we can to help them. And we celebrate that, but the vast majority, um, they're going to be high school athletes at best. So very cool stuff. I forgot to do this during the best practices. So I definitely want to do it now. If one of our listeners wanted to reach out, pick your brain a little bit more, find out how you do things at green level. What's the best way that they can get a hold of Colin Fagland? And I'm on my email way too much. So I would say it's definitely uh, email me. Um, that information can be found on our athletics website, but uh, my email address, C, and then my last name, Fegley, F as in Frank, E-G-E-L-E-Y at W-C-P-S-S, two S's there, dot net. Um, and I would certainly love to do anything I can to help folks out. And um, we'll go from there. You can also reach out to uh, me on Twitter or Instagram. You want to drop me a DM. We're on there quite a bit as well. But uh, I'd be happy to, uh, to talk with folks and um, share best practices. Go and give me that Twitter handle so I can write it down myself. Absolutely. So uh, on Twitter and Insta, we're at G underscore L underscore athletics. And that's uh, both Twitter and Insta, G underscore L underscore athletics. I think I'm probably following you, but I want to make sure. Okay. I think you are. I know I'm following you, but I'll check. <laughs> Colin Fagley, thanks so much for being on the podcast and um, all the best moving forward. Uh, I guess we can say, um, I, I think by the time people actually, the date people are listening to this, I'm going to be presenting at your school that evening. Yeah, uh, that's right. No, we uh, we look forward to uh, welcoming you to the swamp. And uh, I know our parents are excited to hear the uh, the positive message you have to bring to us. All right. Well, uh, 
hopefully they'll be happy after I'm done speaking to them because I'm going to task them with a couple of things, but sounds Please like do. you've already done a great job with that. Well, Colin, thanks uh, so much. Okay. I appreciate you, Jake. Thank you, man. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all of these interviews get uploaded to the Educational 80 Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back just about every day for new content on the Educational 80 Podcast. And before we go, we want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards not only generate funds for your athletic department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Once again, we appreciate you listening today. Uh, we'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast.